welcome to Anime Afternoon. I'm your host, Alyssa, and today I'm joined by three anime fanatics. Georgia. Hello. Lilia. Yo. And Grace. One piece will win. No. Yeah. Today, we are in the St. Michael's Library. We will be discussing which anime sounds most appealing to a non-anime viewer, such as myself. The contending animes are Violet Evergarden by Georgia, Death Note by Lilia, and One Piece by Grace. I will judge them through three separate categories. The art style, the plot, and the characters. So let's get started, guys. Everyone tell me the story of how or how you guys got into anime. I got into Marvel. Well, my preferred viewing would be a Marvel movie, while you guys would probably go to anime. My question is, why did I stray to Marvel when you guys strayed to anime? I got into Marvel because my family were watching it and we would all watch it as a family like every week. Georgia, how did you get into the anime scene? My first introduction to anime, I was literally just being bored, honestly. And I was sitting on the couch with my incredibly slow tablet. And I just thought, hey, anime's a thing. Why don't we just watch that? So that's what I did. I just searched up anime on Netflix and I found a whole bunch of different ones. But I decided to watch Violet Evergarden, which is also what I'm talking about today. And it was great. I cried like 15 times, but... So this is a very emotional anime? Yes, very. Yeah, it's, just, it's stuck with me ever since. So I've been watching anime for a long time now. I think it's great. Okay, Grace, how did you get into anime? Well, I had this thing called a father. Oh, really? What's yeah. that? Same. I don't know, like most anime characters don't have one. And so, yeah, one day I just saw my father watching the show, which was originally Dragon Ball, and he just invited me over to watch. And then one episode turned into roughly 20 yeah, wow. and then from that went on for weeks and weeks until finally I was like hey this will be my main thing in life anime perfectness and I just started watching with him whatever and it went from Dragon Ball to One Piece Dr. Stone and just continued blossoming and you're talking about One Piece today yeah which you would say it's your favorite or you can't choose it's very hard to decide on a favorite anime because there's so much criteria which we'll be discussing today <laughs> Lilia, how did you get into the anime scene? Well, my first introduction to anime was thanks to my sister. It was when I was making a card for her birthday. I sat there and I was thinking about it. I just couldn't think of anything. I thought, well, what's better to put on someone's card than the things they love? And my sister loves TV shows, so why not that? She gave me many show names like Steven Universe, My Neighbor Totoro and stuff like that. But there was one name that I didn't know, and that was My Hero Academia. I was a bit skeptical about it, knowing that it was an anime, because back then I hated anime. Well, how can you hate anime? I only hated it because my friends hated it, and like anyone else would, I wanted to fit in. Unfortunately for you guys, you don't fit in anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Whether I hated it or not, I still had to search up the show for image references. Um, I did that, and I got drawing, and I finished the card ready to give it as my present. But my mind was brought back to the words, My Hero Academia. I couldn't resist the interest that I had for it. So after a bit of mental struggle, I finally went up to my sister and said, hey, can we watch the show together? Fast forward a bit and we're sitting on the couch casting YouTube to the TV. Although the video quality was terrible, I was still amazed. Everything from the incredible art to the characters. But what really sold it to me was that it got straight to the plot. I was so moved that I binged it and even overtook my sister's progress in the show. Back then I was, and I still am, a cartoon lover, so it really wasn't hard for me to open up to anime and I'm glad that I gave it a chance. I've been invested in the show ever since and I have seen many other animes, including Death Note, which is what I'll be talking about. Yeah, so let's get straight into it with the art style. I know the art style is definitely uh, the key part of anime. It's, they'll see the art and go like, oh yeah, that's an anime. 
What is a good scene that you'd say sums up the great artwork in it for your chosen TV shows? Lilia? Death Note has a realistic type of art style and it holds a lot of detail despite the mythical Shinigami that it has in it. It has a dull colour palette which really highlights the series storyline that it has. The art style gives a mature feeling and makes the show that has an unrealistic plot feel real. There are a lot of examples that could be said but one that sticks with me is the scene where Light regains his memory. In that scene he touches the Death Note and then gets all the memories of what he had lost back and we see this scene of a bunch of flashbacks and it so smoothly glides across his face and the way that they light it to make it seem so intense against the really dull colour palette, it made it really engaging to watch for something that was so simple as light just looking into the distance. Sounds pretty realistic for an anime, which is very interesting. How about Grace? What would you say? For One Piece, it's kind of like just a bright and bubbly focus most of the time because the characters... Generally, the personalities of that character, for example, Luffy, who's the main, he like literally has so much energy and um, can't sit still. So the art style like honestly varies depending on what kind of scene you have. If it's a serious scene, it suddenly gets really detailed and just kind of freezes and captures that moment. One scene that would describe that for me is Ace's death. So Ace was getting executed. So Luffy and like a whole bunch of other pirates, literally all these big shots like Whitebeard. And basically, I'd say half of the pirate population just came to save him. And then the scene just froze and you could see the details in his body and how there was just a big hole in him. And then it was just Luffy crying. And that scene was so serious and it got really down to a dark, detailed look. But in general, the rest of it is usually just bright, bubbly and easy to draw a design. So what I'm seeing is that you guys really like it when animes get really realistic and detailed, but also you like the bright and bubbliness of how it's yeah. fun. Style. The way it can change, kind of. Yeah, Georgia, what would you say about the art style of Violet Evergarden? Yeah, well, similar to One Piece, actually. Um, those really emotional scenes, it gets very detailed. Honestly, phenomenal. I, I love Violet Evergarden's art style. Yeah, and I can tell. <laughs> like I said before, when I've cried 15 times, it's quite a sad show. So it's got a lot of that detail to really impact you with that emotion. It's also got this phenomenal music. and it's So the details of the anime really make you feel connected. Yeah, definitely. If it's visually appealing, then you're probably going to like it more because you're happy to look at it more often. That makes sense. Yeah. um, But if I was going to choose probably one scene, it's probably when Violet, as she's in the auto memory stores, they're called, they write letters for people who can't read and write. And she writes a letter for the sick mother for her daughter. And the daughter doesn't know that. And she probably writes about an odd 50 letters that will be sent to the daughter every year on her birthday because the mother can't spend her life with her kid for that yeah. time. And it goes from writing the letters, a child wants to spend more time with her mom, but she's too busy writing these letters and she gets upset at Violet. But then when she gets older and once her mom passes, she realises that these letters, well, it was all for her. It really shows that mother's love that they have for their children. And I don't know, it was just such a touching thing and it went through yeah. the montage of every year of her life and every core moment and... It makes me cry every yeah, time. <laughs> For viewers at home, she is basically on the verge of crying. <laughs> got a tear in my eye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As you keep talking about this, I hardly ever cry in movies or TV shows. So what may be helping your argument to help yeah. make me want to watch this is that I might be challenged to I'm cry I'm challenging myself. you. I'm challenging I you might be challenged. I might cry, but we'll see. 
That depends. If you win, you're gonna have to win, Georgia. I'll do it. No, I'm gonna win. I'm sorry, guys. The more you mm-hmm. say, the more you keep saying that, Grace. The more I'm compelled to not choose oh, you. Come a bit on. Overly confident <laughs> over there. Yeah. Right, right. Anyway, let's get into the main part of the anime, the storyline. I know that storyline is a very key part of the anime. A very key. A very key part. So, win me over. Who's first? Grace. <laughs> Tell me about One Piece, because as far as I'm concerned right now, I have no absolute clue what it is about. Pirates. Yeah. <laughs> which is really sad. But anyway, so the plotline is based off the genre, which is shonen. Shonen anime is about this one usually protagonist guy who has a goal and he sets out on like a journey to reach it and he usually has like a heroine come along on the way and meet his friends and for One Piece the goal to reach is to find the One Piece and become the pirate king and he along the way collects all his crew which is very hard to make a cut for his crew. It's really similar to other ones because of how, well, Shonen anime is typically based off the one storyline. So it's really hard to find an anime sometimes that is so unique and that really make, stands out because of that. And One Piece is just one that can draw you in, especially with the, how much detail they have paid attention. Backstories are like last at least some even seasons mm-hmm. from what I've seen. So it really goes into depth and shows how a backstory can really bring life to a character. Some characters, I've even found you could feel like you actually are them because of how much the detail they like, focus on. And relatable, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> so relatable sometimes. Well, it must be pretty good since it's been going on for so long. How many episodes around? Um, about 1,020-something, oh oh I think. How does the plot keep going? That's the question. It must be good, right? Because like, they revisit parts from the oh earlier episodes and make that into a whole arc Reuse and recycle. Not Got it. Recycle content. Anyway... Georgia, tell me about Violet Evergarden and try not to cry this time. (laughs) I won't be promising anything. Uh, Yeah, uh, Violet Evergarden's got Victorian style kind of thing going on. So late 1800s, early 1900s. The main theme of this is Violet. She was found when she was really young. She she doesn't have any parents. And the major of the army, Major Gilbert, took her in and basically trained her to be what people called her a, a war tool. And so she was fighting these wars at a really young age. So basically the whole series encompasses that war theme to it. And I think one of the reasons why it's so impacting and emotional is because it's the reality of situations. I mean, there's wars in real life. So having that contrast between the two really brings out that emotion even more. And I just think it's, yeah, phenomenal. And the sadness of it all, the genre of it being very realistic, very emotional, all of it combined to one, it just makes this really amazing show it's underrated but it's emotional story emotional story yeah it's underrated but is it's a hidden gem it's fantastic sometimes the most underrated stuff is the best exactly that's why you should watch it interesting reason lilia yeah tell me about the plot of death note sounds very interesting yeah so (laughs) death note is highly popular for its complex storyline if you were that hardcore you could even argue that there's no anime quite like it in its genre So the basic storyline is that the show follows Light Yagami, a bored top of his class high school student who coincidentally picks up a Death Note. After he's met with the not so pleasant surprise of Ryuk, a Shinigami who dropped the Death Note into the human realm for the pure entertainment of it, he finds out that the Death Note can kill whoever's name is written in it. Light decides to use the Death Note to kill off criminals shown on TV and rid the world of wrongdoers. And after the media picks up on the sudden increase in criminal deaths, Light earns the country's interest and gets the name Kira, which is basically, since it's in Japan, Kira is similar to the word killer. The government also takes interest in him and puts the incredibly clever detective L on the case. 
just ma- it's not spelled like E no. L L. It's just L. Literally just the letter. Capital L. L. Wow. That's got to be hard to spell. <laughs> yeah, so throughout the anime, it's basically a back and forth game of cat and mouse of deception between Light and L as they try to outwit another. So you would describe this as a Tom and Jerry situation. Tom and Jerry, but very smart. So the show explores really deep into the idea of what's good and evil, and it writes it in a way that really makes you question the things you've never even thought about. It even <laughs> makes eating a potato chip have meaning. This explains a lot potato about your personality chips. right now. How does death relate to potato chips? It's just how it's executed and the meaning behind eating the potato chip. The final part that may make me want to watch this. How about the characters? Because I know that characters, they really drive the story. They're the most, one of the most important parts. They're the ones we fall in love with. So, Georgia. Yes. Is there a character in particular that you like the most or relate with? I think it's probably Violet. Relatability, low levels. But in terms of which character you like the most, it's got to be Violet. The character development, man, it's oh, crazy. Georgia loves her character development, guys. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, she goes from this emotionless child who's been used in a war for most of her life. Relatable. She, yeah, very relatable. <laughs> and she grows up and she learns these emotions. She learns what it's like to be in the real world instead of fighting and you know killing people. And that's when she comes to a realisation that when, when you're in war, you're killing people because that's just what you've been told to do. But when you really think about it, you're killing these people who all have families. And she took that realisation yeah. and... It was just that character development for her that really just impacted how she saw things and how she continued to write letters for people. And it's just such a big learning experience for her. And it was amazing to watch it as well and will make you cry so many times. So she stopped killing people? She's not in war anymore. Boring. Who's next? (laughs) (laughs) Lilia, death note. Death. I'm hearing it. Continue. Mm. Yeah, so when it comes to choosing an anime for me, there are a few key points that I like to consider. Is it visually pleasing? Is the plot complex and executed well? And do the characters have an interesting story behind them? Which we talked about a lot today. Mm. Mm. Potato Mm. chips. I love shows that get me thinking and invested, and character story is a quick way to get to my heart. Death Note has a diverse range of characters, and the relationships are executed with complexity. My favourite characters are... Probably the two main ones, Light and L. Who both start with L. Yeah. They're made for each other. They're made for each other. Although the relatability with them is not very high because I am nowhere near as smart as them. Oh, that's um, so depressing. I love how that's the thing you talk about and not like how you don't have a book and you write people's names. <laughs> Wait, yeah. everyone doesn't have a book that they write people's names they want to die in? No. Are oh. you okay? I mean, I sorry, I have to reevaluate my life choices. Who's next? Grace. I didn't finish. Characters. Oh. I didn't finish. Moving on too fast. That well, we're sad. cutting it off. Grace. But I didn't even get to talk about why I like them. <laughs> Fine, go back to you. Sad. Thank you. That's just a sad backstory. I really enjoy the character development of Light. I just think because he starts off as like an innocent model student. But then by the end of the show, he ends up as this narcissistic, power-seeking, manipulative man. And it really shows how even the most simple and kindest of people can really change. That was just the journey of watching him develop into that person. It really touched me. Relatable. 
Grace. Um, the aspects of me when I'm considering anime is usually the title and just the picture because I usually scroll on sites like Shonen Jump to find animes I want to watch. And it's just really if you can kind of relate to that picture and if, yeah, if you can relate to the picture, usually you'd kind of watch it. And for One Piece of me, a character that I particularly like and kind of relate with is this guy called Zoro and he's a swordsman and his goal is to be the world's best swordsman. The reason why I've related to him is because the reason why he's driven to be that he had this childhood friend that friend died oh, oh she was died. trying to find a stone to sharpen a sword and she like literally just fell down the stairs i don't know if that was an accident or deliberate and because of that he won't let anything stop him from becoming the world's greatest swordsman due to that and i can connect to that because i lost a friend kind of like that and um yeah she died of cancer oh. last year which was kind of which was yeah it was sad and my goal is to kind of like raise money so I could kind of, for the Cancer Foundation, which is why I can kind of relate to him and trying to achieve my goal due to being driven because of that. Well, That's I'm really sure sweet. many of our listeners will be excited to join you. Let's get into my conclusion, shall we? The final verdict. The final verdict, because the point of this podcast was to see which one I would most likely choose. Now, the listeners at home might have been making their own decisions. We'll see if One Piece wins. We'll see if One Piece wins. <laughs> see hey, how better. overly confident you are. What I'm gathering is from Georgia, yeah, emotional ooh. war story. Emotional damage. You'll Emo- definitely get that. <laughs> Lilia, Tom and Jerry style smartness. <laughs> what? <laughs> With a bit of death on the side. Interesting. And from Grace, death on the side. pirates. Yes, pirates are good. <laughs> pirates of the Caribbean. What a great selection of anime. What a- I did not like the way you summed that up. <laughs> <laughs> well... This is actually really hard because surprisingly, you guys have all made actually really good pitches. Really? Oh, that's surprising? That's very surprising coming from you, Grace. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's fine. That's fine. I'm going to choose Violet Evergarden. Yes, oh. let's go. Damn. Which is actually very surprising. I was not expecting to get into the emotional story, but Georgia, you've really been selling it. Thank you. Um, sucked in, you guys. Uh, <laughs> and I was about to say good job. Yeah, I can retract you should have a good sport, but this is a very exciting moment for me. So Don't get me wrong. You, you did great. I did better. <laughs> Living at that. Violet Evergarden, I've chosen. So if you would like to hear more episodes from St. Michael's College, you can check them out at our own podcast page. The link is in the show notes for this episode. This podcast was produced by Alyssa Mead, Georgia Bolajanis, Lily Tonev, and Grace Hamilton. You... How do you pronounce your last name? <laughs> for St. Michael's in partnership with RHD Radio and Podcasting. Thank you for listening, everybody. Yes, thank you. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. Thanks for listening.